On today's show, we take a look at the updated Sixers roster and cap situation. Who are the players that could be cut before the regular season? And is there a trade in the works? Also, we discuss the new in-season tournament coming to the NBA and a whole bunch more. Let's go. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Philly Take with RB. Like always, hit that thumbs up button to help show appreciation for the show and spread the content. It really helps out. Be sure to subscribe if you're new. Ring the bell so you don't miss any of the content upcoming on this show. Videos, live streams, all that good stuff. Back again, one day closer to Sixers training camp. One day closer to breaking down all the coverage that you need. We'll have in-depth coverage and analysis all year long, so be sure to be on the lookout Today we're back. I want to talk about the current state of the Sixers roster cap situation. Who could be cut before the season and uh, who could potentially be traded? And we'll talk about all that and more. And I want to talk about this new in-season tournament. But we start off by reading a piece of an article that came out from Kyle Newbeck of the Philly Voice. A couple days ago, he was talking about the Montrez Harrell signing. And I think this provides you know a good segue into what we need to talk about Uh, But he was just talking about the Montrez Harrell signing, and this was a good piece that he put in here. So he says, uh, the dynamic is critical as we try to handicap Philly's end of the roster battles. Signing Montrez Harrell appears to be bad news for both of the Paul Reed-Charles Bassey combo, though I'd argue it's much worse for the latter because of how much further away he is from a meaningful role. Talking about Charles Bassey. Where Reed dominated summer league and has already played meaningful playoff minutes, Bassey was erratic in Vegas and has not played real minutes for the big club in quite a while with the Sixers inching closer towards the hard cap cutting one of their players with minimal guaranteed money feels like a foregone conclusion before the season starts. The only way that changes is if the Sixers make some sort of consolidation trade, which is not out of the question. So that's very interesting, you know, coming from Kyle Newbeck. And essentially, he's right. You know, Charles Bassey, like we know, was not really consistent in summer league. And if we're being honest here, you know, it it just didn't look like a player right now who is ready to be that next piece on a championship contending team. And, and everybody was freaking out about Montrez Harrell. You know, I, I'm having discussions with people on Twitter. Be sure to follow me, by the way, at RB Philly Take. But at the end of the day, the Sixers needed to go out and make a move. Montrez Harrell and, and all of his charges and all, it just came at the perfect time and, and Maury saw it and he hopped right on it. And now the Sixers have some more depth and a little more experience at that position. We're not saying Harrell's going to be perfect, but now you have options to go and weigh. Maybe Paul Reed gets even better and wins the job. Who knows? There's a lot of, you know, a storyline going into Sixers training camp, but we did have to make something happen. We're a win now team. We're trying to capitalize. We're trying to go all in. And I think Daryl Morey made the right move. But as we go and look at this Sixers uh, cap situation and and current roster, okay, let's give an update on that because what Kyle Newbeck said there was very important. There are going to be players cut before the start of the regular season. Now, I believe you can bring 20 players up to uh, training camp or down in this case as we're going to South Carolina. But by the start of the regular season, there's a deadline, right? You got to get down to 15 players. And here's where the Sixers currently stand. So obviously we are a hard cap team by using our exceptions on PJ Tucker, Daniel House to get those signings done. So the hard cap is a $156,938,000. We cannot surpass that this entire year. We are hard capped. And right now we sit just 918000 below that. So obviously we're going to cut 
you know, to get down a little bit on that. But we also have 17 current players, you know, with guaranteed contracts um, or four with non-guaranteed, 13 with guaranteed, uh, but 17 players on an active roster. So we need to get down to 15 players. And that's where this next part comes in, because who is it going to be? Right. You look at these bottom four, the, the non-guaranteeds right now, Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, Treveling Queen and Charles Bassey. It's likely that two of these guys could end up getting cut. Treveling Queen out of all these guys has three hundred thirty thousand guaranteed, you know, out of that salary. Uh, Isaiah Joe has nothing guaranteed. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen here? It's, it's a very interesting situation. You go out, you bring Harold in that leaves you with two extra guys that probably you have to part ways with. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. I'll be honest, if we go and cut a guy like Isaiah Joe or wave him, I'm going to be pretty upset about that. I think he has potential. I think all these guys have potential. I just think they need more time to get you know, everything under their feet, and, and I think they need more reps, right? Isaiah Joe had a stretch last year. He looked cold, but before that, at the beginning of the season, he looked pretty good, and then he didn't play for 20, 25 games. So you know, we need to see what we have in these guys, but at the end of the day, it's a business. Somebody is going to be the odd man out. The other interesting thing that Kyle Newbeck talked about was a potential trade. And I'm just telling you right now, when we get to camp, sometimes guys don't fit. Sometimes they want out, et cetera. And that'll be something to keep your eye on because we've heard whispers this offseason, right, about a Matisse Thibel trade. We've heard about this trade, that trade. And all I'm saying is that I'm, I don't think we're going to make some huge splash, but if there is a player that is there, if there is a situation that is right where you could go and kind of bundle some of these guys get them off, get some of that salary off, and bring in a, a more talented player who might be dissatisfied with the situation, you can never count out Daryl Morey, right? He is always going to do what makes sense for this team in the short and long term. And just as an example, I'm not saying this guy is interested in the Sixers or we're interested or whatever, but a guy I'm thinking about right now, for instance, is Cam Reddish, right? Cam Reddish, unhappy with his situation in New York, and you look at his contract, he's got almost $6 million for this upcoming season. Cam Reddish is a wing that you could bring in here. I think he would be a solid fit. I think he'd be a guy that you could go out, try to bring in, who would bring more talent, more athleticism, right? A little more shooting. And, you know, if you could bundle some of these guys, you, you never know, right? Because, again, the Sixers need to clear two spots. And say you package some of our guys together, maybe a draft pick or two, and you look at that situation, I mean, you never know. You never know. Outside of these four, you look at a guy like Shake Milton, right? He's going to make $2 million this upcoming season. Jaden Springer, $2.1 million. Let's be honest with ourselves here. What is the role for Jaden Springer on this team? Could he potentially be traded? How about Matisse Thibel? Matisse Thibel is going to be making you know $4.3 million this upcoming season. $4.3 for Matisse Thibel. Is he going to have a role in this team? I'm just saying... You know, there are players on this team where, you know, for a couple years now, at least, we have tried to give them that chance to show what they have. They have not done it consistently. And I just think whatever the moves are uh, to be made, you know, whether they, they try to make this team better or they just make sense for trying to clear some of these players out in their salaries, I think you have to weigh all options. And, and you know, Jaden Springer trade could happen. Maybe you admit, right, that it just is not going to work. Is Jaden Springer ready to contribute? On a winning team? I don't think so. I think he's a couple years out. Is Matisse Thibel going to develop this year? There's a lot of storylines going in. How about Shake Milton, right? If we could get that old resemblance of Shake Milton, that would be huge for this team. But will we get that version? I don't know. 
I know a lot of people would, would be definitely upset to see a guy like Bassey get cut. I don't know. I don't know what Doc Rivers' plans are. It depends how much he wants to use Montrez Harrell. And the other thing is Trevlin Queen, you know, I mean, he has a, a portion of his salary guaranteed, but what is Trevlin Queen? Like, is he going to have a role? Will he spend a lot of time in, in the G League? I don't know, man. He didn't really show too much. The last thing I want to talk about is this in-season tournament. This came out yesterday from Shams. Uh, they're proposing a new in-season tournament as soon as 2023-24. And here are the details. Cup games through November. Eight teams advance to single elimination final in December. Other 22 continue with regular season. All games part of normal 82-game schedule. One extra for two final teams. Now, I'm just going to be honest. At a first glance, first look, I don't like this at all. I really don't like this. Um, it just it sounds very complicated. It sounds like it's going to get in the way of scheduling and all this stuff. And it's like, what is the point of playing an in-season tournament trying to win that? Like, if, if is there benefits, right? Like, will that get you a higher seed in the playoffs? Will that do something for, like, home advantage? I don't know. But overall, like, this just sounds very complicated. I think the NBA, again, is trying to add more things to keep the whole season competitive, right? To bring more buzz, obviously to bring more ratings and stuff like that. Uh, but this, I, I don't know. Like, I like what they're doing this year with the the rivalry week, right? In, what is it, February, where you have a week, right? The Sixers play the Nuggets, Embiid, Jokic, for example, a rivalry. They got the Sixers playing the Nets. I, I think that's a good idea, and I think you could build on that. But this, I don't know if we're going to go all in trying to win this mini tournament in the, in the season. Like, I, what is that going to do for this team? I don't want anybody to get hurt trying to go above and beyond to compete in this tournament. So I, I'm not, I don't even understand fully how this would work. Like, would you have to like shift some of your schedule games or what? Like if you're playing other teams, single elimination, it says all games are part of the 82 game schedule with one extra for the two final teams. I don't know about that. I mean, just my first glance at it, maybe it works, but I, I don't think it's a good idea right off the rip. Um, but when you think about the totality of the NBA, Again, they want to keep the entire season relevant. Well, there were a lot of injuries the last year, the last two years. Maybe the idea would be to shorten down the season, but they obviously do not want to do that. So I don't know. Give me your thoughts on that and everything down below in the comment section. Like I said, getting closer, inching closer to training camp. I cannot wait. As always, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, drop your comments, drop your thoughts down below. And like always, I will catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Perfect. Perfect.